The events, characters, and entities depicted on this podcast are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living or dead, or to actual entities is purely coincidental. If you're seeking to be offended, this is a good choice. And if you're easily offended, please throw away this listening apparatus right now. Okay, bye. I do not, as human beings, need animal product in our system. <laughs> we can totally survive on a plant-based diet. Here, have mm, oregano. Yeah. <laughs> Let me sprinkle some oregano on your eyeball. But it's eyeball. okay for me to eat these <laughs> deep-fat fried chips all day long. That's why I'm fat. No, that's... But I'm a vegan. <laughs> it's society's problem. It's but I'm a vegan. Uh, I deep-fried them in my own body fat. Why I are you recording this? animal products. Yes. Yeah, we got them. Okay, cool. Yeah, so did you see what happened? Did you hear what happened? No. Say it again. Try it again. Can I say it? There you go. You, why, you why not? The, well, you just cut me out. Why did you just cut me out? It's the rule, right, Bob? That's how it works. Can so I call you a motherfucker? See? Amazing. Technology. Oh, my God. See, it yeah. always hits when you... It knows when it you're going to say a bad word. Oh, okay. Try, try Actually, that's quite else. good. Could I get this installed in my car? Um, well, let's see. Let's figure it yeah. out. We, we, it's on Kickstarter now, so we have a project ah. out. So you can finance it if you want. You get a free okay. product. See? Son of a bitch. <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, penguin. <laughs> terrorist motherfucker. But the problem is with my road rages is that I'm quite sort of expressive. So. Oh, okay. What I do is, honestly, this is a real story. So I look at people in the eyes and I'm like, fuck you. Oh, yes. <laughs> I do like, that. fuck you. I do There's that with no, the kids. Yes. <laughs> I say to my kids, I go, kids, penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> smile, smile and wave, wave. boys. <laughs> smile and wave. And it infuriates people, especially oh, yeah. if they beeped you or you did something bad to them and they got really angry. All of a sudden, my kids and I are all smiling and waving. Oh, smiling. Man. We a pretend family, like we know them. And then family. I start pointing the window going, going, hi, hi. And the kids are like, wow. Dude, like, and their would... kids believe me and they go, mommy, do we really oh. know them? And I'm like, <laughs> I think we could do. In another life, we might have been friends. Hello, one and all. Uh, happy to see you guys, hear you guys, speak to you guys, that sort of stuff. Uh, well, this week we have a comedian on, a female comedian, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for nah, I'm just, nah, I'm just joking. We talked about that before. I have BB with me, and she's going to introduce herself. Hello. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I oversell the energy. Yeah, you really I did. Purposely. Wow, I got. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> uh, hi, my name is BB. I'm from Australia. Uh, I'm Bronwyn Burns, actually, but I have spent many years in the Middle East, 23, in fact, and no one Calls you ever, that. ever had heard my name. Bronwyn? Bronwyn? Yeah. What? So I was working with an airline and... The initials were on a form one day and it just was BB. And one of the guys said, hey, I'll call you BB. And I said, yeah, sure. Are you telling me that you didn't come up with that name yourself? I didn't yourself? come up with the name myself. So no. you used to go to places and say, hello, my name is Bronwyn? Bronwyn Burns. So for many years, I was called Boney and Brownie and Bunny and Brunei and Bronwyn and... All well, sorts of the things. thing about Australia is the slangs are usually longer <laughs> than the actual yeah. word or more fun to say. Well, that's so. the thing. But the problem in Australia is if they make talking about your bottom, they call it your brown eye. So the day that someone called brown. me brown eye here, I got quite offended. So oh, okay. I said, I must come up with an alternative. So, yes, it was an Egyptian guy at Emirates and he said, we're going to call you Bibi. Habibi. Huh. 
Oh. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That yeah. was it. And I was really blonde back then. So they mm. said, oh, you can be Brigitte Bardot. What's her name? Brigitte um, Bardot. Brigitte Bardot? Who's that? Brigitte Bardot. Brigitte Bardot. You do not know who Brigitte no. Bardot... I mean, Should you I could Google? be looking at her. I'm the image of oh, Really? Her. No, I'm not really, actually. Okay. No, Brigitte Bardot was a very famous uh, Oh, the age gap is exposing sort of itself, sexy maybe. Lady. No, no, no. She was way before my time as well. Oh, okay. But, um, and, and a very famous vegan. We were talking about oh, yeah. vegans yeah. Uh, the other day. And how great they are. What great people they are. Yes. Yeah. And so she, and she became, after her movie... Modeling career, etc. She became a huge advocate for animal rights as well. Mm. So yeah, I used to get called BB a lot. So it just stuck. Yeah, that's yeah. and I think it's appropriate. Bron Bronwyn. Bronwyn. Bronwyn is it. an ancient Welsh oh. name. Bron Welsh means okay. breast and Wyn means white. So the definition of my <laughs> name is a white-bosomed woman. Or in the oh. old days, the Bron was the breast of a hill. And they say it's where the white clouds met the hill, rising up over the hill. That sounds way better. That than sounds like way breast. better, actually. Yes. Yeah. I but if you say pick that. up a modern baby name book, it says white bosomed. That, why is it still exciting. in baby name books? Yeah, That's exactly. Kinda it's kind of weird, hey? <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so Names are funny. Where, what, what, where's Rushdie from? Rushdie is, comes, it is going to sound so boring. It comes from the name Rashid, okay. which means someone who's on the right path. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the story. <laughs> there's no bosoms. There's no, no. colors. <laughs> there's no. nothing. I so. wish there was okay. a bosom. In yeah. I did not I mean, know it was, a, it was a form of Rashid. Okay. Yeah, there's Rashid, Rashid, Rashad. Everything would be the same thing, uh, uh, you know, derived from someone on the right path. What about you, Bob? Bashir. Mm. Who, what? No. Fun fact. Mm. Fun fact. Oh, there we go. It's, it's actually Bashri. Yes, it is. I discovered that recently. Yeah. And <laughs> so what happened was in school mm. a very long, long time ago in the sixth grade. Yes. The Arabic teacher, when I was in school here in Dubai. Yes. She asked what my name was and I told her a name and I got a whack on my hand with the steel ruler saying your name is not Basri, it is Bashir. Because that's what? how they say it. Oh, yeah. No, but so we're talking like 90, 80s, This 90s? was in the eight, like 80s. Yeah. Like in 88, 80, yeah, yeah. 88, 89. From that day, I'm like, don't call me by that name. <laughs> the passport still <laughs> says Bashri. But everyone calls me either Bashir or Bub. Bub, yeah. Because Sri Lankans, I'm Bub. At home in Australia, I'm the youngest of eight children. Yeah. So I'm the Bubba. So people call me Bubba in Australia. Bubba. BB the Bubba. BB the Bubba. Yeah. That's cute. Wow, that's a strict teacher. Oh, dude, that's normal. Uh, in the eighties and nineties, we were being slapped around. No, it was true in Australia as well. They still had oh, yeah. caning. No, if you get sent to the says, principal's she office said for it caning, with so much conviction. Yeah. That till today, <laughs> it's just Bashir. Just call me Bashir because I only I picture her in my head coming with the steel ruler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were cruel. Trauma. I remember. No, they kids weren't cruel. Really. She was just love. It oh, it was love. Tough love. <laughs> tough love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, just saying. I'm just saying that so the, the memories don't, you know, dramatize me again. I'm just saying the that. Big, the big joke in Australia is, you know, when we were at school, we would be sent to the principal's office for a caning. And now they say if you were sent to the principal's office for a caning, it means something completely different. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not surprised. No, it's like horrible. And I'm like, oh, God. But. I don't know. Actually, on that point, I have two kids, you see, and mm -hmm. I've sort of raised them up with this 
mindset of that we don't spank, we don't hit, we don't, you know, because I can't teach my children right behaviour if I'm doing wrong behaviour in my mm -hmm. mind. But um, <clears throat> a friend of mine, she wrote, I remember she wrote on Facebook once and she, she put something up about, oh, well, you know, it was good enough for me, you know what I mean? Mm. I, t I turned out okay. This is someone who doesn't have children, by oh the way. Oh, my God, yeah. And so, and my response to that, and I'm, I'm not sort of knocking that, but my response was, yeah, but you remember it. So you remember those negative times in your childhood, unfortunately, a lot more than the positive ones if the negative ones outweighed the positive. Do mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I sort of think, yeah, I'm like, I... <laughs> I, I don't believe that I actually grew up in that era mm. because I certainly wouldn't condone it now. Can you imagine being in a school now with all these spoiled Dubai children and the teacher coming up and going, I'm now going to strike you with this <laughs> large metal ruler. Please, stick your hand out. Yeah, please. the child would be like, what? Well, they put their out. hand out to get 100 dirham pocket money. They'd be like, yeah, mate, lay some money it. on me. Yeah, And then complain that there's not so, enough. Uh, do you, so how about, so that lady doesn't have kids. What about someone who, like me, I'm yes. like, good, my parents beat me because I was almost possessed by a demon. Like, I feel... And I, but and why I think were about, you like that? I have aren't you a like result that. of your parenting? Uh, oh, see, uh, now that's a conversation. Like, we can never get the answer to that. No, exactly. And, and I don't mean because of um, uh, unavailability or the lack of communication. It's because of our parents itself. They First of all, straight up, mom's from a village, dad's from a village. Yeah. It's not about being a bad parent or knowing the techniques but literally he came to the UAE to work yes and I'm like a hindrance I'm like yeah. breaking stuff and screaming and I'm probably high on sugar like you know That's why are you thing. doing these things so I gotta beat you and thinking back on it it's not that I think oh man my parents beat me and stuff I'm like thank god they beat me because I would have ran into the street and like into traffic and still still been okay with it oh god coming yeah. back no, to my I question i remember hitting my daughter on the hand okay so you did but you did it like reasonably i'm not talking about just pulling oh off. yeah that was discipline. No, with my first child i, yeah. I didn't know anything different hmm. so if your baby was naughty you give them a whack on the back of the okay. hand that was it and it wasn't i had this realization one day because i really she well she did something quite severe she pulled the baby brother off the sofa <laughs> Okay. When he was yeah. very small. Yep. And I went running into the room and my reaction was just to get her away from him. And I remember I slapped her. Like yeah. I would normally slap her on the back of the hand, but I hit her in her leg. Okay. And she cried so much. And I, because it was the shock, yeah. really. And that was when I decided I wasn't going to do it again. But because I thought I acted out of anger, acted out of mm, my anger, yes. not out of really what she had done. She didn't know what she was doing. She was three years old. Yeah. You know? So. That's the only reason I decided to do it. Mm. I certainly don't, I don't, you know, judge anyone else for doing it. God, in my house, when we were growing up, our father would line us up and he would belt each one of yeah. you until someone owned up <coughs> to it. Oh, shit. So like my, uh, I mean, I'm talking men's leather belt. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. and uh, 80s, like yeah. uh, 80s raw force. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Just, you know, my dad it's would like do the, the same A team thing. up in there. My dad would do I'm the sure. same thing, but after some time he would, he would tell me, he would tell me and my brother actually why he did that. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's just not like just oh, whack tap, with tap. the, no. we got caned and I'm like old school caned, not yeah. this other the cane, cane that makes that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A switch. Caned, it was called a switch. Uh, <laughs> a switch. You, the belt. Yeah. The fly killer. Camel whip. 
Oh, Camel Whip was uh, the fly killer. I think I I could take the cane, but the fly killer for some reason was the worst. Now nah, for me the cane. Oh, but then came lying, which I picked up in school, mm. and when I I got the chili in mm. your mouth. In my mouth. <gasps> I got Can I tell you a story? What's happening in sure. our house we've, recently? We've deviated, but I like it. No, no. I nice. um, sorry about this. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't have to apologize. This Go is on. a funny story. Mm. I um, since my children were little, mm. like I'm from Australia, everybody, and I can swear and I do swear. But I we try, got the censor software. I try so. exactly. So here it's a safe space. <laughs> but um, I try not to swear around my kids, but I have, and they know what's a bad word and what's not a good word. You know, all those things. And my husband really is not a big swearer. So when he swears, you know something's really bad. But all their life, I keep in the downstairs toilet a Dettol hand soap. And I have told my children, if I catch you speaking filthy mm. words, I will wash your mouth out with Dettol hand soap. That is something I do have carried on from my mother. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, I've never had to do it. But the funniest thing was my son caught my husband saying a bad word in our kitchen. He thought that the kids were upstairs. He said something. My son was in the doorway with his jaw, like, oh, wow, what, what just happened? Because he never heard the daddy swear before. And he was just shocked. And I looked at him and he looked at me and he looked at the daddy and the daddy looked at me and the daddy looked at him and everyone was looking <laughs> at everyone going, like what do we do, what do we do, what do we do? And I went and he... He gave me a head sort of tilt and he went, shall I? And I went, yes. you know what to do. So he went immediately. This poor small child went into the bathroom downstairs. He picked up the dental hand soap. He walked back in the kitchen and my husband just looked at him like, what, what are you doing? And he went, go on. And my husband had to hold out his hand while my son attempted to empty the soap dispenser into his hand and my husband had to eat it in front of him and he couldn't not do it because it was the yeah. rule in the house if you use filthy words you have your mouth washed out so let that be a lesson to all the all the daddies out there <laughs> i have such a strong belief that that is such and i'm not afraid to say it a white person thing <laughs> and, <laughs> and, no 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 and and that's amazing <laughs> Yeah. That is amazing. No, if you wouldn't have sworn in front of your mother. No, no, no. Oh. No, no, I do it right now and she laughs. As a kid, yeah. as a kid, she washed my mouth out. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then as a kid, my dad also said things like I'm a like I am your father. I can do it. And ah. that level of that's why I said such a white person thing because I know yeah. a lot of DC brown people whatever. My yeah. friends, they say whenever we tell them horror stories of how we were beaten, they're like, "Ah, come on." I'll one up you. I got another one yeah. for you. There's tying to the chair. That's mm. Bob. There's uh, tying to the wall. Tying to the wall. If tying that's, to the that's wall. Like, tying so, yeah. to the wall. Naked, caned, and then ch- put chili in the mouth. So me, I, I was, I was. I turned out oh okay. Oh my god! Are you inviting these people to your because, wedding if you ever you get know, married? Because you know, when when we were in Sri Lanka, <laughs> yeah, schooling in Sri Lanka was completely different from here. Oh, totally. Oh, those yeah. people. I mean. If I didn't get that kind of treatment, I probably would be dead or a drug dealer. Yeah. Because it someone was a bad kept, place. Someone kept you on the street. Yeah. yeah. And my mom would usually break down into tears when my dad would be manhandling us. So, but it worked out. I mean, he always... He's Is he like, alive? Yes. yes. What's your relationship with him it's now? Right. Okay. So, the relationship only became better after I, after I started doing my own thing. Yes. Living on my own and, you know, providing for myself. Then I understood. 
because you run into these annoyances, you run into these grievances. Yes. And then you're like, how do you control yourself without lashing out? The problem was, if my dad brought shit from work yes. and he was upset, <gasps> it was he worse. would take it out on us. Yeah. <clears throat> and I always I tell that. this to everybody I talk, don't bring your shit from work home. Yeah. I, I do. I remember that. And, I, know, and I see that these days too. It doesn't go anywhere. It, it makes everybody miserable. It makes everybody... If you're thinking about work, go to your room, think about work. Don't oh, hang yeah, out with them. Don't come home. Don't come Children home. Children don't get it. Yeah. So why are you angry and yelling at a yeah. child and being short-tempered and going, go to bed, and screaming? And I think it's the unpredictability of it too because like you say, it's not just a, I'm in a bad mood, therefore I am. And it's also the lashing after, out. When you use that word, lash out, yeah. that's, that's something that I, I'm well Especially after <laughs> Jack Daniels. Oh, my God. Well, that's yeah. just another thing altogether. Especially I think if you're, if you're under that kind of pressure, this is a public service announcement. Service announcement. Yeah. If you are under any kind of stress, do not drink or use anything else. We won't say what that is. but um, Don't use any substances. Yeah, it makes period. it twice as bad. Yep. Really? For you and the people around you. Yeah. So, yeah, don't drink. Give it up. That's the thing. I left home when I was 17 and I went out into the big wide world. Again, white people, man. Amazing. I'm telling yeah. you, I swear to God. People think I'm joking. I don't mind Oh, this is a, a white thing. Yes, it is no, a white thing. Yeah. No, you're, yes, in your I culture, you'd be living yeah. with your no, parents till you're 40. And it would yeah. either be the, the, the parent um, guilt-tripping the child yes. or the child just being like a wuss, liking yeah. his mom, yeah. cleaning his clothes, feeding yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I'm telling you, we are so far from breaking away from this. So far. And well, it's so sad. I have to say, my mum, well, my father died when I was seven. So my mum was left widowed with eight kids under 16, six of which were boys. But I can... I no wonder honestly, you're so badass, baby. Six <laughs> boys. They used to beat me up. There's pictures on my mother's living room wall. And if you look closely enough, you can see chunks of saliva and food <laughs> in my hair. Because <laughs> if I tried to get anywhere near them, they used to quickly just eat anything that was near them and then just hock it up on me. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, and then the other day, do you know what I saw the other day in Choitram? I was appalled. What do you see? I don't know if you're you're versed in the use of pellet guns. Yeah, yeah, pellet guns. Do you remember we used to make pellet guns with rubber bands yeah, and like wads of paper? Band, yeah, yeah. And, and spitballs yeah. and stuff, yeah. you know. So painful. Yep. I remember pellet gun fights growing up. Anyway, the other day my son Arthur was telling me, Oh, well and he was flicking a hair band and it was only a hair mm. band, but I but he was doing it near his sister's leg and she was freaking out because even the anticipation so, you know yeah, when psychological puts a psych, terror. it's like yeah. I said, stop doing that. That's so painful. It's one of the most painful things you can do to someone is flick them with a rubber band yeah. or a band because mm. I remember it. So <laughs> Vividly. Especially if there was a pellet in it, like yeah. a yeah. thing. So, and then he said, oh, what's that? What's that? Oh, my Lord. We walked into Choitram. There is a rubber band gun in oh. Choitram <laughs> yep. for nine dirhams. It's a plastic thing. It's in the shape of, of a, a real gun. Yep. And, and it, it comes with these big, like, tough plastic industrial balls, yeah. rubber bands with yeah. it. Mm. And you... St I oh, couldn't right, believe yeah. it. I said they're still making this yeah, stuff. It's basically uh, oh, commercialized. Yes, it's commercialized they commercialized our pellet guns. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So yeah, growing up with all these boys, you know, but my mum, by the time they all left home, and they all left home at about any all of us left home between seventeen and nineteen, they can all cook, mm. they can all clean, mm -hmm. they could all sew, whoa, they could knit. 
My brother was the like champion in our neighbourhood of the Doctor Who scarf. Oh, <laughs> he knitted yeah. like wow. this seven meter long yes, Doctor Who no, scarf. That would never happen with us. I mean, the parents would do all that stuff. I know. You would never get to do that. No, and when we grew up, everyone was you know, had chores and list. And I mean, I remember being eight years old. I would hang out three, four loads of washing before I even went to school. Damn. It was just done, and it was just. But like I say. I, I, I can't say I'm glad they beat me, yeah. but I can say I'm glad they taught me some life skills yeah. <laughs> because when I moved out that when was I was a, 17, I could survive. That was actually my question where if mm. someone says, I'm glad I was uh, disciplined. See, when I say mm. beaten, you, everyone yeah, thinks not, of beating slapped yeah, across do, the yeah, road. Yeah. No, but disciplined, disciplined. Would you, what would you say to it's that the person? the best thing like, you can give oh, What, what is your view of someone who says, you know, I'm happy I was disciplined? I was... Um, I, I don't know how to raise children and when I was someone said to me you're going to be a mum whatever and it's freaky and it weirds you out and whatever and then you have these kids and I thought my only goal is that shitty children become shitty people. people. Yeah. So my goal is not to have shitty children. <laughs> so Simple enough. Exactly. Yeah. And and the the example of a shitty child is mm-hmm. a child who doesn't have any self-respect or any self-discipline. Mm-hmm. So teach them those two things. That's my number one goal. That's it. And then I think if you've got good self-discipline, you've got good self-respect, then you'll be all right. So, uh, BB, as we know, you've been here for quite a while. Yes, I have. And so have we. I've been here uh, 29 years. Oh, God. Sounds what year did you back come here? Hurt. No, well, my dad came here before me. I was born in the... In, 89. I don't, why, why do I not want to say it? 1989, born and brought up UAE. You were born yeah, in yeah, 1989. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I did my high school senior certificate in 1989. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. listeners, don't do the math. Don't be... Don't, I could don't, be your mum. Know. I've always thought that I was old enough to be your mum. Now I know that I am. <laughs> not me. <laughs> well, yeah. Nah. Some girls in my school had babies at 14. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. So about. Um, so anyway, I came uh, I came to Dubai in 1995. Oh, okay. So I've been here longer than you. You have. But anyway, and yeah. and how did you get here? Like, what did you? Why did you come here? I think it's. I question. wanted to be a flight money. attendant. I wanted to be an air hostess. Okay. In the old school terms, and okay. in Australia, it was virtually impossible to become one mm-hmm. uh, internationally because the only airline internationally there was I think there was ANSET, but then they went out of business. So there was only Qantas and you had to have a second language. And at that time in the 80s, there had been such an influx, you know, of people to Australia through migration that they got all the jobs because they all had, their mother tongue was Japanese or Indonesian or Malaysian and Chinese and all this stuff. So they were getting all the jobs in Qantas because they needed people with a second language. And most Australians, you know, don't speak second languages. I had done French at school for five years, but European languages weren't wanted. Yes. They wanted Asian languages. And Australia is closer to, you know, Eastern Asia. So So I took myself to a travel tourism college. I did a three-month Japanese course. I got quite good enough to do the test. I was interviewed by Qantas. I got to the final stages and then I failed on the intermediate Japanese test. Okay. They said, nope, sorry, bye. And that was it. And I thought, oh, I'm stuck because you can't become a flight attendant in Australia. I wanted to fly internationally. 
So everyone had been joining Golf Air in Bahrain. Oh, okay. And then people started talking about Emirates. And this was before the internet. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Just to remind people. Yeah. So uh, they said, oh, it's in Dubai. You know, it was through this um, uh, company. Did they say Dubai company. or UAE? They said Dubai. Okay, just. And um, so I had to get a, I, had to, I had to get an atlas. I went to my mum's house. <laughs> yes. But for people who don't know what an atlas, atlas is. is, it's a book of maps. It's Google Maps in a book. In a book. <laughs> in printed book form. So I had to go over to my mum's house because I didn't own an atlas and I wasn't near the public library. So I had to go to my mum's public house. Public library. Yes, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm old. So I had to get an atlas. And I looked and I was like, oh, goodness, that's in the Middle East. That's a long way away. And uh, I couldn't tell my mum. I applied for the job. Sorry, everyone, I'm eating chocolate. Mm-mm. I applied for the job. Sponsored by W2W Events. Yes, <laughs> and thank Zareen you. Khan. And Quality Street. So anyway, I applied. Back in the day, I was in the Australian Army Reserve. So, I had to go on Anzac Day, which I normally participated in full uniform in a full military parade. Mm -hmm. I had to miss that. And I was interviewed for Emirates Airline on Anzac Day. And I got the job. Sacrifice. I had to pack up my life. The worst thing was telling my mum that I was going to live in the Middle East. (laughs) Mm, At that time. Once again, no internet. When I told her, she went, where? And I went... Okay, get the atlas. So we went, <laughs> we went to I get the atlas. I saved it from previously. Mm. <laughs> it was already a mark in the book. where, the, And I showed my mum and this is where I ended up. Mm. When I came here in June 95, I was standing inside the plane. I had cried most of the way. Mm. So never was, been out of Australia before? Never been outside oh, okay. of Australia wow. before. Emirates didn't fly to Australia back then. Mm-hmm. Wow. So... We had to get a Qantas flight to Singapore and then sit and wait in Singapore and then come to Dubai. I was horrified. I, was abs- I can honestly tell you I was horrified. I, um, I looked out of the plane and it was five o'clock in the morning. It was just that really nice morning light. And I was like, oh, wow, it does, the air looks quite nice. It looks like Australian sky in the morning and... And then wham, the 38 degrees, you know, at 5 a.m. hit me in the face. And I literally burst into tears again. But at that point, I was actually not crying any tears because I'd travelled 24 hours to get here and I was so dehydrated. I had nothing left in my body. Dust. Mm. Crying But we were collected at the airport by two welfare officers and they took us to our accommodation. And on the way, we saw the labour trucks. Mm. And if you recall, you guys, the trucks that they used to transport the men to labour sites and things in back then are nowhere near like the buses that they travel in really? now. I don't know about those. It's what do they look like? Mitsubishi Rosa trucks. Huh? Open it's back. Really? Yeah. It's oh, like well, how they... they were like cattle cars. Cattle cars, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the only yeah, way the I could describe it. They were just like big... Like, yeah, a, like a semi, like a, like a, a so like semi-trailer, a cage, yeah. yeah, a cage but with bars open. in it and it yeah. was open at the top. But all the men, because they're trying to get the air, all their hands sort of reach up into the bars oh and pulling themselves up. Yeah. So they were like, they were, tr- oh, it was, and the thing quite is because, well, it wasn't that it, I mean, I'm sure it was quite fine, but I was so dehydrated. Oh, okay. I was disoriented. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I was, you know. 
So this then prompted me to start crying again. <laughs> so oh I God. think I spent this two days crying. crying. Just crying. But I never forget it. We turned up at our accommodation on Shakeside Road. I'd never lived in an apartment mm. or a flat, like in a building where there was yeah. elevators and things. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, this is different. And garbage chutes and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Facilitated. Mm. Yeah. When I went to Sri Lanka, dude, that's when I realized how amazing this place is. Yeah. Like police... Municipality, everything. cleanliness, sewage, everything is. I know there are times where they uh, delay or they mess up, like do oh, at this no. like you know cable cut underwater. We're like, what the? It's why are you here. doing underwater cutting my cables, yeah. man? But I thought but, about this the other day. Yeah, I've been here for twenty three years. Yeah. The UAE just turned forty six. Yep. Mm. <laughs> You're like. So imagine yeah. I have been here. Yeah. For half of that time. Yep. And I have had all those luxuries. So it's unbelievable, (laughs) really, if you think about it. I was like, and I was trying to explain this to my kids. But the country's 46 years young and I'm like, hmm, that's... And you look at other, you know, Western culture or um, civilizations and you think, my God, they don't have half of what we have here now. Yeah, not even close. Not even... They're still bickering about things that they were fighting about 23 years ago when you left. I have to say, though, the funniest thing, and they still don't have it here, uh, the first night, our next-door neighbours took us out. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what day of the week it was or anything because, you know, you're jet-lagged and everything. And they took us to this burger place. Okay. And I was like... What is this? <laughs> and they were looking at me like, what's wrong with you? I went, oh, this is a complete ripoff of Hungry Jacks. They've copied everything. Yeah. And the girl looked at me and she went, uh, this is Burger King? <laughs> and I went, yeah, they've completely copied Hungry Jacks in Australia. Yeah. And she went, no, um, it's Burger King <laughs> is Hungry Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that it actually was Burger King first and then they, they branded it for you and called it Hungry Jacks. Yeah. I went... No. <laughs> and I remember having this big conversation with the Filipino girl at the counter going, did you know they call this Hungry Jacks in Australia? At the counter. And she was like, what? And that was the first time She's too. like, what is this Australia? Actually, <laughs> no, that nice. was the first time too that I realised, and it's not so bad anymore because, you know, as you mature in your age, that there was much more of a divide back then between service like customer service roles. Yeah. So the girls who worked in McDonald's or, or in Hungry Jack's, people didn't talk with them. Yeah, they were like Like, hey, how robots. are you today? Yeah. You know, and they're like, yep, take your order, that's it. And they didn't encourage any engagement. I yes. think it's changed a lot now. Like now I go into my, you know, my local Enoch or my church and whatever yeah. and they all know me and I know them and whatever yeah. because I've been here so long. But yeah, and, and I went, did you know that they call these Hungry Jacks now? How long have you worked here? And did it? And I start changing to her. This girl was horrified. She yeah. was like, oh, my God, why is she talking to me? Why is she talking? I think she <laughs> thought I was drunk. Is that a burger? Is that a burger? Yeah, yeah. That and she's I think she about. thought that I was drunk. And I kept saying, what? No, I'm not drunk. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> that was another thing, too. We used to go out all night long. I want to uh, add to that, BB, as a brown person. Mm. We still get treated by sh- like shit, by the way, just so you oh, know. Oh, really? Yeah, because I can, whenever I speak... The first thing they do is lean back and they I can see them adding in their brain that, oh my God, this guy speaks good English, which is fine. I'm used to that. And oh God, just they I cannot. I, I Thursday, I was telling a friend, Rahul, I was being served by this um, Filipino waitress. Now, this is not a take on Filipinos. No. This is a take on the service industry itself. Yeah. 
there was a group of Western people, <laughs> as politely as I can say it, opposite me. Big smiles, big cheers, Oy. big laughs. When she came to my table, I was I was paying, and I was swearing under my breath to my friend when she was away from me. When she came close to me, big smile, thanked her, yeah. apologizing for her mistakes, mm. and she didn't even look at me. She was like. I, listeners can't see it but she's dealing she's facing another side with her hand mm. so i held out my card she's she was literally <gasps> doing this what and is i that? and i took my hand away and i looked at rahul and i was like check this out and he was like man and uh, there's a joke uh, in my friend circle that i always get the worst service and i'm like and i i used to think it was luck and now i'm just deeming it to the way i look dude i swear no, i mean it's and and i for i force myself not to be a yeah. dick because yeah, yeah, i yeah. usually am and i usually have that face and yeah. the sarcasm dude with when it comes to service industry i'm like absolutely not i want to break this See, curse see i think that's a shame because that's sort of that's like she herself must have been a victim of that maybe do you know what i mean yep. especially and i'm sorry to say too it 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 still goes on here a lot i see it in all sorts of yeah, situations exactly. where yeah if i'm standing there and there's a Filipina girl standing there. Yeah. They will automatically come and go, yep. oh, yes, madam. Yeah, and go yeah, to ser- serve me yeah, first, even yeah. in the supermarket, anywhere. Which is and I'll right. go, no, no, the lady was waiting before yeah, me. Yeah. One of my best friends at school, one of my school mum best friends, is she's Filipina. And she's married to a Danish guy. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine the things that we've faced here. Oof. They think she's my maid. Oh, my God. Seriously, yeah, we had a situation was, it, in the I school. Mean, now, we, we're part of a really diverse school. You know, we've got so many nationalities. And that's one of the best things I love about living here yeah. is the fact that my kids are growing up. And that I, hopefully this is evolving and not the situation that you're facing yeah. these days, that my kids don't see colour and don't see that. Hope so, yeah. As long I, as I I'm teaching them that. And in I, our school, we certainly uh, don't teach it. But really we have parents in the now. school. But then they have to grow up. No, no but, exactly. Yeah, but, and it's going to come yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think just like you said, you it. you'll play a, a big role as well as the country. Yes, the country we reside in, because that's totally different. It's just like when I go when I travel to um, to India and I watch comedy shows and stuff. It's yeah. like making fun of Pakistanis is still a thing, and it's oh, but yeah. it depends on what area and stuff, dude. You do that here. And unless it's a really smart joke about a race, and it has to be small, it's yeah, minuscule. Yeah, yeah. It's not a twenty-minute set. It's won't be laughed at. People are like, really? "Yeah, that's not that's yeah. not a thing anymore." <laughs> so yeah. Well, I don't know. There's a guy recently making fun of British and English. Hey, speakers. one second. Sorry to interrupt. Leilani has the same problem because uh, her mom's from the Philippines and her dad is Greek, but a UK citizen. I've always citizen. wanted to ask where she's from. When Leilani walks, Leilani is the the lady who does our artwork. Get in contact if you need mm. any work done. Um, when she walks um, on the street with her dad, people think that they're a couple. Oh, that's Which always is. a nice feeling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. She's told you know, me the story where people I, think they I are expect this An incestuous like, relationship. <laughs> I expect this from people that aren't from here or accustomed to the mm. culture here. But I get it from Asians. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think that pisses me off more. Yeah. So when I answer the phone and they ask who's on the line and I say Bashir, mm. they immediately start talking to me in Malayali. <laughs> oh, That's okay. another problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, like, 
I don't respond anymore. No. I'm used to it. I just hang up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> because they start with, who's on the phone? We're shared, Malayalia. <laughs> what Cut is that light. about? Then they'll call back. and they'll Do you think it's just so ingrained here? And I it think is. it has been the case. Like, like I said, I came here in 95. We went out. We used to go out in the town. We used to go to the lodge. I don't know if everyone remembers the lodge What's and the cyclone. The oh, cyclone. I've so heard of cyclone. cyclone. Yeah. You know cyclone? cyclone. Been I haven't there? been to cyclone, okay. but I have. When I came yeah. here, first of all, June 95, we used to go Stories. out. And it's at Al Nasser Leisureland. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> there was the lodge. Mm-hmm. And there was the cyclone. Hmm. Now, the cyclone... Are those clubs or bars? They were clubs. Okay, cool. Go the on. cyclone was a club. The lodge was also turned into a club. It had a bar section and whatever. And you, it used to be open till 7 a.m., people. Mm-hmm. 7 a.m. Oh, wow. And you could have breakfast before you went home. They used to put a breakfast wow. buffet on out the back. That's they had nice. a pool, but they had a big wooden piece of wood over the top. They used to cover the pool up. It was another outside dance floor. It was oh, okay. all really weird. Anyway... So we used to go there and the cyclone was such a great night out. I mean, really, it was so much okay. fun. But then it, bit by bit it became more of a a hangout for s- single men. Okay, because that's what happens. Yeah. Other single ladies, yeah, okay. let me put it that way. So it changed. Yeah, yeah, so it changed. But um, we used to have like this most amazing night out. And I don't know whether it was just this unspoken thing, but... I never saw, because I'm white female going out at night in taxis, the taxi drivers used to just, it was just like, oh, yes, okay. And there were only so many people, places to go. Yeah. I never experienced any of that, you know, oh, you're a slut, oh, you're this, or you're that, yeah. you're whatever. It was just like, oh, yes, lodge. Like going to the lodge. Huh. Yeah, going to Pancho Villas. Pancho Villas was over in um, Dubai. That was so much fun. And so they would just get you in and you go. Whereas some of the other crew, especially guys or girls who were Asian, like Indian, uh. they couldn't get a taxi. Ooh. So you would arrange to meet somebody yeah. Yeah. and you'd be there right on time. But they can't get a cab. But then they would be late. And this was... Again, before mobile phones. Oh, yeah. So, it's, <laughs> so you didn't know whether they well, were they turning were up or phones. not. It's just they were oh, those well. really big walkie-talkie yes, ones. I had to carry <laughs> oh, this with like me. like a 3,000 dirham device. That yeah, so it was like, I, d- I don't know. So I, I've seen it. I s- used to see it back then. Yeah. But I wasn't as exposed to it. Yeah. Because mm. then the rest of most of my life was spent on an aircraft flying. Yeah. yeah. Now... We were such a small amount of crew and I certainly wasn't being racist. And I think because the passengers were so diverse and everything. Yeah, you kind of... I had a great old time. Yeah. And it wasn't until the novelty wore off about after two years that I really started to look at things and analyse things. And plus, remember, I was 22 when I came here. So, you know, as I start to grow up a bit and mature myself, I did then realise, oh, hang on, there is this underlying Mm. sort of racism amongst the crew even. Not surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. It is sad. It's, it was really sad. It's sad if you're not surprised. <laughs> it's that sad. Yeah. 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 But anyway, we used to have a good old night out at the lodge. Everyone, everyone was the same colour in the lodge. Oh, no, that's nice. Because it was dark. Al Nasser Leisure Land. That was the only place we went to because they had the arcades. Yeah. They had the bowling alley. They still, they still do. do. Yeah, they still do. They still have the bowling alley. They have the big outdoor pool. Mm-hmm. I the did my Emirates rink. airline 
Oh, the the emergency Ditching evacuation. Teaching safety yeah. emergency oh, cool. training yeah. in the Al Nasser land. And then went to the lodge pool. afterwards. <laughs> we probably did. <laughs> Talking about what was and what is for you, Bibi. Uh, what's like the major change in the last? Uh, not it doesn't have to be an actual timeline, but you know, a major change from then and now. So, I'd have to say the major changes over the years is just. This is really weird. I was talking to someone about this the other day. Dubai is still Dubai. When I drive along the highway, I know where Safa Park is. <laughs> and I know where Trade Centre is. And the Trade Centre roundabout is still there. Um, just, I think the vast growth. But saying that, in 1996, I went away from Dubai for two months. Mm-hmm. When I came back, mm-hmm. there was the tunnels. <laughs> They had put the tunnels under Trade Centre roundabout. Mm. They weren't there when I left. Mm. So they did that in a space of, you know, two mm. months. And I think that should have been <laughs> the, you know, the indicator to me that there was massive change and mm. growth coming. And from there on in, I mean, I still, if I find myself working, you know, I will do corporate acting and corporate role playing. Yeah. So I sometimes find myself in the hotels around Business Bay. Mm. in corporate functions and business business training. That blows my mind. Mm. Business Bay, the fact that they opened up, you know, the top of the creek mm. and then made it come back on itself <laughs> through Dubai and and then out to sea again. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. I don't know who came up with that, but that's mind-blowing to me mm. because all of that land where that is was desert. Yep. All of the land from Dubai, where Dubai Mall is now, mm-hmm. that all those crossroads and higgledy-piggledy, looks like a Lego thing, you know, <laughs> track, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was called Defence Roundabout. And that, used to go up and over Defence Roundabout on the lights. Uh, safe, safe way. Yeah. The, the Toyota logo is Oh, my that. Lord. Do you know the safest way is still there? Yeah. Yeah. It, Amazing. And it was called Safeway before. Yes, because it was, cause it was also not the real yeah. safest Safeway. way. Yeah. It was Safeway. <laughs> it was, it was Safeway. Like a... And that was the only... Up- hey, do you guys know the Domino's that has been here for the last like 10 years is fake? The new one just recently opened and you'll see it more shiny. Like before, let's yes. say a year ago, yeah, yeah, it wasn't Domino's real. looked really My sad. My friend's and husband was the, was the Middle East manager for Domino's Pizza. The old one now, or the new one? The, well, the, the new one because uh-huh. he left now and he's now working in Japan. But yeah, safest way, Domino's. What else was a big hangout down there? Um, there used to be like a snooker place, I think. Wasn't there a snooker or a billiards hall above Safeway? No. It's Safeway was just one floor. Well, when I came here, there was no <coughs> shopping malls. The only shopping mall was Algarare Center. There. Dera. Yeah, there. And they, had ju- they were just you know what opening Bergeman. Oh. That was it. So imagine people of Dubai that there were two shopping malls. And one of them was Gurair Center. It's pretty flash now. I went well, there. Well, they're trying. They're trying. I went there last year. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, whoa, I didn't even know this existed. Yeah, like, but this, wow. It's hard. so refurbished Burjiman. and beautiful. Oh, you remember Burjuman, Bob? The arcade. Sinbad? Sinbad games? Sinbad? Burjuman? Was it Burjuman? Yeah. yeah, man. Sinbad. Okay, no, listeners, you're going to have to fight back. You're going to have to back me up. I remember there being a cinema down in Aud Mather. 
And oh, my strand friends, cinema. Well, strand my friends cinema. and I said, when, oh, I want to go to the movies. Yeah. Oh, that's right? by the way, strand cinema. So we, got, so we got in the taxi and went there. Now, no one had told us that on a Friday. It's... And also that they only showed Hindi films. So we, these four chicky babes turn up in a Shasha taxi <laughs> outside of this place. I mean, we must have looked like a group of prosies turning up. Yep. It was terrible. And I, we were sort of Definitely. got out and thank God that one of the girls still had her foot in the taxi. And I turned around and went, get back in, get back in. And it was every, like, honestly, it was only Hindi film. Yeah, yeah. And that was the time where you could smoke in the cinema, I'm guessing. What? As well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That no. That's Strand Cinema. That's Strand Cinema. You can smoke. <gasps> you could have, rather. Not anymore. Well, so we this never used to go to the cinema. I don't think there oh, was a cinema. that's 1991. Holy moly, Bubs. I'm going to share that. Picture. Oh, that's a popular picture doing the rounds. I'll share it. But that's I cool. don't know how. I don't think I ever went to the movies back then. Mm. I wouldn't know. Because well, you, we, I remember going in Singapore. You were like fresh off the boat. You were like fresh off the boat. Yeah, we were working, totally so, fresh meat. Yeah. We didn't know anything. You, you uh, we used to go shopping in Karama. Oh, nice. Loved. Okay. My, loved my hometown, loved. man, where I'm from. There's where something from. about Karama. Oh, man. And totally even after ghetto. that, I, I did move out of Emirates accommodation for a while after a couple of years. And I lived in Karama, hmm. opposite the RT building. And. Um, it was so cool. Karama, I don't know. These days, I don't know what Karama's like. Karama's, if anyone's got uh, the down so low on it. What it's trying to do is they're trying to break out of the uh, the old red. See, unfortunately, there are people over here who are commercializing being old. Yes. That's sad because Karama, by the way, there are parts of it that are so beautiful yeah. And so true to the roots. They are. But now they've earthy. destroyed the buildings. So like one of the buildings I used to live in, they destroyed it. Oh, no. And they've put up a building which yeah, is worth like, like 80000 a year. <gasps> it's, no, because it's, you remember all the housing in the middle. That's where I was. That's oh, where we were. Wow. That's where you know, we were. Before it that was, was torn down, the rent was 7000 a year. I dream of 7000 <laughs> A and, year. and we're talking, so it went up, they increased it. The the audacity of them, they increased it to 10,500 a year. And I'm talking 2011. This yeah. is why they're knocking it down. Well, and, and no, but I do remember, uh, to cheers to them, because the guy came in and he's like, listen up, this is the last year. And he was a friend of mine. I knew, he was like, that's how, that's how ghetto it was. Like, I knew Everybody the guy. knew everybody. And he was yeah. like, listen up, so you're, this is the last year going to destroy the building you got to move out and uh, you got to sign this paper that says if anything happens in this building uh like um you get electrocuted yeah uh, something breaks down it's your fault yeah. yeah they're like because we are Done. signing off and we're going to destroy the building to the point where there were people who were actually like i can't leave i don't have any place to go they, exactly and they're like we're so sorry got to step out and that's something that does happen around the world. It's not that it only happens. No, in no, this it region. happens everywhere. Because there are people. Karama who was cool, though. Was I used cool. to go. I like yeah, it was. was. No, it was. It was. Back it's then. Not. The fish market was there. You go over, yeah. you get some fish. We used to then go. You could go then to Creek Park and have a barbecue. Remember? Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. take your fish and you cook know, we it were in the. Park the we, yeah. My dad, when he came here, it's we were staying fun. in the same building. And then we moved out because my dad got relocated and they shifted him to Jim. Al Wasl. Wow. Yeah, for a year. Check okay. you out. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> living on so, Al Wasl. <laughs> so we went to Al Wasl and then I got shifted to Oxford School. I don't know oh, what that is. Yeah. Where's and Oxford? it was 
the weirdest experience. Oh, uh, dude, it's like an Because Indian I'll school with a British okay, name. Okay, you know Alwasal Road. There's a park and shop. Yeah, I love park that and shop. Was, so just imagine that was there in the like in the early nineties. Have 90s. you seen it? They have never renovated that they place. Have it's never I don't think they've there. changed stock. Yeah, <laughs> the same pigeons like. are sitting on that building <laughs> that was sitting there in 1995, and so now there's another layer on the building because the pigeons. So you are know just the like okay. So you know the villas, right? Yeah, Sheikh Ahmed the, Villas across ours, the road. Ours, ours was the first one on the right. <gasps> okay, so there was nothing there except for park and shop. Yeah, and I used to go there for the donuts because they had awesome. Great, donuts. no wonder you still like donuts. So I love donuts. So bread, the bread at Park and yes. Shop is amazing. Y- yes, <laughs> so a bread. Bob's a okay. bread lover as Then, well. So. Uh, so we moved out from this place. That's the that's the house they took. That's the flat they they took in Karama. Never ah. changed in Karama. Mansoor Video was my <gasps> favorite place to oh. go to. <laughs> That's where I got my first Alien tape, Exorcist tape, oh, Terminator wow. tape. That's why I saw VHS. all '90s romantic comedies thanks to my sister because yes. she would pick so the movies. It's a video shop. So, yeah. We yeah. had it. Um, we lived in Al Kawakib yeah. on Shakeside Road. You know, there were the five low buildings. They called them Tampax Towers because that's where all the cabin crew lived. It was oh. weird, but there was a majority Wait, it, male it, cabin crew. I'd is like it to uh, say. after Trade Center? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, between it's Defense Roundabout and. Like what sits behind it now is the Dusit Tani. Oh, okay. There's those five low-level yes. buildings. It was them, and there I think there were five other buildings on that entire road. Hey, I know what I know what she's talking about. Yeah, uh, they're still there. We did a gig close by as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Al-Kawakib. Wait, it's on the right side, going towards Sheikh Zayed. No, if you're going uh. towards Abu Dhabi, it's on the left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Al Kawakib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we live there, and. Is it those? Yeah, yeah, that's them that, in the picture. Those are the only buildings with yeah. the trade okay. center, actually. Eight stories. Yeah. Eight stories. Eight buildings. stories. That was it. And again, I'd never lived in a flat or a building with a lift in it. So to me, I thought I was living in a high rise. I was like, <laughs> wow. This is, and I lived on the seventh floor and it was like, wow. But that's what I was saying about the accommodation. So that area, the furthest we would go would probably be park and shop. I mean, it was a big outing if you yeah, went to park yeah. and shop because that was all the way down. Hey, Sapa hey, park. hey, just for fun. Let's name old stuff. Okay, that always yes. gets the blood yes, uh, blood it. flowing. Okay. Arij juice. Kukuruku. Kukuruku. <laughs> Do you know kukuruku, baby? <laughs> no. Biscuit? What is oh, kukuruku biscuit? Bob animals is ready to oh. sell a kidney to obtain one wafer of kukuruku biscuit. Yeah. Go down to Dera. No, no. Bob has done I've a full search of the all country. All over the place. What I'm about the chocolate shop in Karama? Chocolate you know shop? Oh, yeah. No, but they yeah, sell cookies there. This is the oldest wafer. Yeah, I think it was there. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's from Iran. There's a shop in Karama <laughs> it's, it's most probably near, from Iran. Yeah. Well, it was near that Spinney's on Trade Center Road, and behind that is like the only a big place you're likely to find stuff like is. this is in those old Irani shops. But we've <gasps> checked them. But have you been in um, Satwa, Diafa? <laughs> everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. That's an old place. Yes. Why? Oh my god! I used to love Al Diafa Street. You can find Al Diafa nice, used actually. to be the place to you go on Thursday find, oh, night okay. and have oh, a Baskin wow. and Robbins or Hagen Dazs ice cream. <laughs> you can find Mazoon chips. Yeah, Mazoon. Oh, really? chips. Okay. But you can't find Kukuruku. You got to get someone to send it. Maybe from Arij, Oman. Berry what juice. From what Oman? you name something, baby? What? 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 Something. Oh, Dubai. God. Apart from experiences. <laughs> which you have them in abundance something like something like Sun you top. had to like i like we have quality streets on the table suntop so oh, yeah. suntop juice there we go no. suntop juice i don't know oh crap bb bb i think she worked too hard 
No, I when used you, to just. Got here. I used to no, live. I think you know what I think it is? Products. I used to live on chicken shawarmas. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> and those shawarmas like were the size of like a My small God, hand, a right? shawarma was two dirham. One fifty. Yep, well, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, I'm white. Came, yeah, yeah. I used to get charged two dirham, man. <laughs> they were like, okay, she yeah. Need she can pay two dirham. This kid is poor. I used to come off a flight. I used to do a lot of night flying. I would come off a flight at like, I don't know, six o'clock in the morning. Get home to my flat in Karama, crash, sleep all day, wake up about 4.35, I grab a shower, get myself dressed and schlep over to the, to the Karama, have a walk around, go to the, what was what's the supermarket? Starts with M. Manama? Madina. Madina. Yeah. Madina. Get over there. Okay. There are like get 100 bit, Madinas. Get a bit. Of, no, but it was the one there. Okay, there was like an iconic a one. Money exchange and a Medina supermarket in the middle of Karama. Okay. And then I used to go over there and change back my money because I would have come off a flight with Emirates and you used okay. to get cash allowances overseas. So that's what we used to live oh, wow. on. Oh, yeah. You never touched your basic salary. That's the rule. Yeah. That's how you, you would save. just live off your allowances. Mm-hmm. So I've probably been in London or somewhere and got 50 pounds. or 60 pounds yeah. allowance eat a McDonald's while I'm there and then eat on the plane and then I would come back and man, then I go and I get up and I go to the money exchange and I get myself all cashed up and I get like, I mean, that was really good back then. You get like 350 dirham. That was a lot of money back then. Yep. And then I'd go over and I'd go, Give me two shawarmas, chicken Jen. shawarmas, thank you. <laughs> Keep the change. <laughs> yeah, and you have fun. And then, and oh, they were the best. And they weren't yeah. like shawarma you get now when you're yeah. at these gigs and they're charging 25, 30 dirham for a shawarma. And it's like chicken. Half, half eaten. Chicken with rotten, you can taste oh. the rotten tomatoes that have been sat there all day. I had this experience the other day. Raw onion and lettuce with mayo all through it. And the guy gave it to me and I went, that's not a shawarma. How long have you been in the not, UAE? Yeah, mayonnaise so, does not go into a shawarma. But back then, the guy there, oh, and this is a funny, this is a funny shawarma story. I used to go over, and in Australia, growing up, as I said, we were a big family. We were pretty poor. My mother had to make food go a long way, hmm. and the cheaper meat to buy. I don't know if this is the thing all the way around the world because some people love mutton, but okay. the cheapest cut of sheep to buy is mutton. Yeah. Because it was, they reckon it was tougher. It was the mm. older sheep. Yeah. It was the stuff that didn't get sold off or whatever. Yeah. So my mum used to buy mutton and then put it in a crock pot or a slow cooker and cook it slow to make it edible. <laughs> yeah. So we never ate lamb. So then all these years, I lived in Karama for about three years, and I used to go over there and you know have a chicken shawarma and a mutton shawarma, right? One one chicken, one mutton, one chicken, mm. one mm. lamb, whatever I used to tell one the guy. Chicken, one mutton, yeah. And then it wasn't until years later, I worked for Emirates for about eight years. And then I left Emirates and I went to work in Abu Dhabi for the, for the Royal Flight. And they started bringing to the plane like whole goats. They used to eat a whole goat, right, as a family meal. Yeah. And we even had a, a special oven called a goat oven because it was a really big oven that you could fit the goat, goat. platter in. Damn. So that's getting off the track. But anyway... And here was the goat. And the funniest thing was the chef that came with the goat to deliver the goat, he went, oh, here you go. And I think he was he was Indian but from some place, I don't know. I don't know the name of the place. Maybe it was Kerala or something. He goes, oh, here's your mutton. He said use the word mutton. Yeah. I went, no, no, mate, that's a goat. Yeah. <laughs> <Because> it's, <laughs> it's clearly a goat. 
I can see the veins in its throat. It's a goat. I can actually probably make out the knife marks if I look closely enough. And he went, yeah, yeah, mutton, mutton. And I was like, what? So I, off I went. And as I always do, when you want to know something in the UAE, I always go and find the oldest Emirati person I can find, yes. which we, we had some amazing people that I worked with in Abu Dhabi. And they were always very kind and, you know, understanding with my lack of knowledge yeah. of things. I went to him and I went, what's this guy talking about? Yeah. Why is and he, he doing went, this? what do you mean? And this guy always understood my accent because he'd done some aeronautical training oh, okay. in Australia on the yeah. Gold Coast. So he was like, what do you mean? And he was sounding more Australian than me. <laughs> and I said, um, I said, this guy's just referred to goat as mutton. He said, yeah, yeah. What's the problem? <laughs> what do you mean? And I went, well, it's clearly not mutton yeah. because mutton is old sheep. Yeah. It's an older sheep. Mm. Lamb is a young sheep. Yeah. So why is the man, does he believe there's a sheep on the ground? <laughs> it's a goat. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. That's what we call goat. Yeah. It's mutton. Yeah. I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to the shawarma man, <laughs> Karama, because for three years I consumed goat sandwiches. <laughs> Can you imagine? With all with the veins. And I went, really? I've had so many incidents with goats. So I'm that's pretty sure. Wrong. You know what people say? That's not normal. You know the airy fairy people say that you have a spirit animal? Oh, okay. Is yours goat? Well, it may be because I often, every time I turn around, something happens. Goats. I'm on Sheikh Zayed Road years ago, Ace Hardware. That's mm. an old one. They were oh. the only ha hardware shop in town. So they've been ripping people off for years. Oh, there well. you go. <laughs> I'm not going to get sponsored by Ace Hardware no, no. now. So I'm anyway. pretty sure. No, but they had a monopoly on the market, yeah, yeah. so they could charge whatever they wanted. So we'd been at Ace Hardware, and my husband and I were driving back along the slip road of Sheikh Zayed Road. This was before guardrails. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is people, like Sheikh Zayed Road yeah. never, ever had guardrails. Imagine that, listeners. Yes. No, there were no fences. We used there to cross no the road. Oh, no radars. No radars. No fences. See? They Other had the middle nice guardrail. That was it. You could walk across the highway mm -hmm. to go home or to do yeah. whatever you wanted. There were no footbridges, none of this bizzo. So anyway, we're going along and in the distance, because you know, and you know in summer here and the sky gets really hot in that mid-afternoon yeah. and it's yeah. a bit hazy and you're like, mm, am I seeing something? Blah, blah. I saw this massive uh, Great Dane, you know, Great Dane dog. Yep. And I started screaming at my husband going, Oh, it's a dog, it's a dog. Oh, it's a dog. It's running onto the highway, it's running. And this thing was literally heading up onto the, to the knoll to get onto the highway. And I thought, that thing is a goner. Yeah. Now, where Ace Hardware was situated was at the back of Alco's, right? I don't know why I believe there was a dog called Great Dane running in Alco. So anyway, I said, I'll get it. I'll catch it. You follow me in the car. So I'd start God sprinting bless ben. Just taking up the these slip road of Sheikh Zayed Road, as it was then, literally sprinting my guts out up near, you know, a Pepsi factory? Yep. Go Pepsi factory. Yeah, I think Pepsi it's still factory. there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's still there. there. Still there. Still By the bridge. Strong. By yeah. the bridge, yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm sprinting up towards the old Pepsi factory. <laughs> These are all our old landmarks, people. Pepsi yeah, factory, sure. defense roundabout, you know, Toyota, Toyota building. Toyota building. Yeah, Toyota building still yeah, going too. Seriously. It's still so got its filthy. logo on I know, the and building. it's filthy, man. Someone better give that thing a That's hose. That's been there since 1985, Amazing. I think. Oh, and the one opposite and it's it too, they're the, still going. There has never been, been like, another logo yeah. or another brand on top of that building. 
Never. S- someone's in the know. So anyway, I'm sprinting my guts out up the road going, I'll get it. I'll get it. Now, I don't have any rope. I don't have a, any lead. I don't have I never even had dogs. So I don't know how I'm going to actually catch this thing. The worst realisation was as I got closer and closer to it because it kept periodically stopping and flicking its head around. And I thought, oh, Still God, there. it's got caught in a rope or something. It was, it, it was not a great day. <coughs> it was a goat. So here I am chasing someone's family goat around the back of our coast. I was like, oh, my God, it's a goat. Now, I didn't want to tell my husband who was like gone to find the car and is now going to come up the road behind me that I've actually had us chasing a goat. Yep. But more now I'm thinking when I got close to it, it actually had horns and everything. And I thought if that runs into the road, someone's going to get killed, hmm. right? So I'm managing to try and corner it up against – and then what happened was up against the glass of the old Pepsi factory, it catches sight of its own reflection. Oh, no. So it thinks it's another goat. <laughs> so it's going – outside the Pepsi factory. I've come running up. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And all the Pepsi trucks are lined up outside. And I said to the guy, I need rope, rope, rope. And they're like, crazy white lady now, here. <laughs> again, not realizing that we don't say rope. We say string. Oh. If, the, if you're going to use, you know, to the Pakistani guy that was driving the truck, I said, rope, rope. And he didn't know what I was saying. He probably thought I was saying something I else. I don't even think. Even if that you, I was trying to attack me or something. Rope, even if you rope. said string, I don't think he'd get no, it. No, no. In the end, he yeah. kept going string, string. Oh, okay. Damn. I hey, said, okay, good. fine. Yeah, sure. Well, he goes off to find some string. Yeah. Meanwhile, oh. my husband. <laughs> Oh, sorry. You're Meanwhile, my husband's coming up the road yeah. and can see me engaging in this with very Pakistani animated ah, yelling with Shouting this man by a with truck, a Pakistani whatever. guy. Shouting so, at Pakistani men. Husband called the police. What? what? Because right he doesn't know what's going on because, and he can't find me, whatever. So oh, anyway, he okay, finds okay. me. He said, oh, I've called the police. Uh, yeah, I figured out that it was a goat when you were running. And I said, at which point did you figure out it was a goat? He goes, oh, I caught a glimpse of it when it put its head to the side and I could see some horns or something. I was like, you didn't think to stop me running up the road, running my guts out. So he called the police because the thing is back then, you know, there's nothing you could do. I didn't know how to catch a goat. Mm. and Someone would get killed by this thing. So he called the police. The police turned up, like, immediately. Yeah. I don't know if they've been hanging out the back of the Pepsi no, factory thing, or what. Amazing yeah, here. Man, they come. The police response here is amazing. So he comes. I still have the picture in one of my really old Nokia phones at home. And all there is is a picture of a goat laying on the ground next to these very shiny Dubai policeman's shoes. He was so nice. He said, this guy wanted to take it. The, the drivers there wanted to take it. And they were obviously going to take it and kill it and eat it, yeah. right? Because it's a goat. Not surprised. Yeah. Mutton shawarma for Mutton dinner. Shawarma. There we go. <laughs> so I said, I was like, well, what do we do with it? He said, look, what we normally do. And again, Dubai police officer, you know, 1999 or yeah. something, perfect English, eloquent, you know, so yeah. nice. I don't know how, yeah. He said, um, what we do is normally we call the Dubai municipality and they yep. will come and take the animal. And if they do, then go to butcher or slaughter. Yep. They would give them to poor families or yep. whatever. And I said, oh, that's amazing. Okay. Not again. Sorry for the vegans. But <laughs> I, um, he said, okay, well, then we had to catch it. Yeah. Meanwhile, this goat's still in the corner going, <laughs> talking to itself in the mirror. And I'm like, right, I've got, I've got the string. I've got the, and I'm trying to get this rope around its head. This police officer was amazing. He just went, oh, Yanni, halas, halas. <laughs> Comes over it. and just goes, whooshka. 
yeah. grabs this goat by the horns, yeah. picks it up by the horns with its head, and he goes, Yola, put the rope. <laughs> and the goat's like, oh, goes, no. <laughs> and then he walked, I'm not joking, he walked the goat over to the police vehicle yeah. like he was walking a dog <laughs> and tied it to the bumper bar on the back of the – because back then the police were riding around in um, – what were the cars? So the police, They weren't land cruisers. The police had a – Were they patrols or something? No, they used the police to have had a Mercedes. That was uh, the E-Series, I think. And uh, – but I think she's talking about a four-wheel drive, like, like a, a drive. larger it car. It was right? like no, but a smaller one. But he tied it on the bumper, I remember, and that was oh, it. And then he just stood there, man. and he was waiting for the municipality truck, and I left. Yeah. And the worst thing is that when I went home, and I was relaying the story to my friend. She went, "You know that he never called the municipality." And mm. I went, "What?" She goes, "You know he took the goat and gave it to the men at the trucks and mm. let them kill it." And I went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> And when I thought about it, I thought, of course that's what he did. Because <laughs> this is crazy woman going, help me, help me. Help the goat. goat. The goat is talking to itself. Help it. Yeah. Unbelievable. So. Well. And then there was another time. This is a very short story. I was in Jamira 3. I went to pick my laundry up. I just encourage everyone to use backstreet laundries. Not the Backstreet Boys, Backstreet Laundries. You know the small laundry okay. shops and things? Uh, well, stop I don't have a choice because I don't have that much money. Well, stop using big chains and things like that. Yeah. No, because I just see a lot of people using these big chains and yeah. things like that. Yeah, like and 25 complain- dirhams yeah, for and a complaining t-shirt. about the cost and everything. Yeah. And these Backstreet guys, just go to the they're small amazing. Laundry they're really good. It's like 150 yeah. for exactly. a shirt. <clears throat> and they're the guys who need the business most. True. Tailors, Backstreet Tailors, amazing. Backstreet Laundries, just use them. I love it. So anyway... Uh, I went to pick up my laundry. Again, the noise. Like this. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Goats. So what had happened was a goat had got out and had got into a construction site of a three-story villa. But they hadn't finished making all the stairs yet. So they believed that this goat had climbed up there in the night when they had these temporary ladders and everything in uh, place. Yeah. And then the ladders were no longer there. So, yes, goat was stranded on the roof of a villa in construction. So I had to go because all the men were scared of the <laughs> I had to go with them and hold this ladder and then entice a goat to come down the ladder. But I didn't have anything to feed it. So I yeah. had to get a packet of Cheetos at the corner mosque shop, the mosque shop. I yeah. love the mosque shop there as we go. well. Another shop that yeah. has to be supported. Yes. Corner shop. So I went and got these Cheetos. Well, I don't think they were real Cheetos, but you know, like we were talking about. I think Cheetos, they were, maybe. Yeah, they're probably <laughs> fake ones. And I literally had a packet of these things and that's how I got the goat down the ladder. God, I didn't know goats eat Cheetos. They'll eat anything. I think I was more interested in the foil in packet. In the noise, yeah. yeah. In the noise. All right, so just to end this session off, I, I, I'm curious, since you've been here for so long, why, mm. how come you haven't left yet? That's, oh. that's a popular. I made an unwise, well, it was wise at the time, decision mm. <laughs> to marry an Englishman. Mm-hmm. I'm from Australia. Mm-hmm. That's at that end of the earth. And then I married an Englishman. Uh, and I don't think he really wants to go to Australia right now. And Why not though? Most British people, they like, I mean, they... I think probably closer to retirement. Oh, it's okay. more of an attractive option. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has his own business here. Oh, it's okay. very successful for him. All right. So he doesn't want to leave uh, that because that's our livelihood, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And he's built up an amazing business here, which you can do in Dubai. And um, yeah, we met here. 
We got married here. My two children are born here. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, I have a real affection for Dubai. Yeah, it grows I on came you. here when I was very young. Mm-hmm. So I think I've spent my youth here. So I don't really know yeah. any other home. Yeah, that that's kind of the same problem we have. Here, yeah. yeah, I mean, imagine me, born and brought up here. I don't speak my mother tongue. I don't yeah. have any business or property in Sri Lanka. No. And every time I go there, I feel like a foreigner. So yes, I don't have much. Of yeah, a that's the worst thing. You go back there for vacation. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, it's not a vacation. It's like where the f- am I? Exactly. No. But yeah. would you go back there? See, I, I I tell people the same thing. Um, it's your country. You don't have yeah. a choice. Yeah. And there are pros and cons. There's nothing like it's a horrible place. There are a few countries that are extremely hard for reasons like security. Yes. Um, uh, the government, instability, things yeah, yeah. like that. Now, in subcontinent Asia, corruption is everywhere. Yes. Because of, of the gap between uh, people Rich like me. Poor, yeah. yeah. And also educational, not education, sorry, not education. It's knowledge. Yeah. Because there are people who are educated who believe in the government. Yes. Whereas there are uneducated people who know the government's corrupt and they are right about it. So of course, there's yeah. this divide in, uh, let's call it, general knowledge of how the country is run or governed. Yeah. Um, I am not afraid of going back to Sri Lanka. I think I will be very successful in Sri Lanka yeah. because of the skills that I have collected in this country. Okay. Because of my ability to um, talk to someone like you and have a conversation. Yes. Whereas, just like you said, if you spent your whole life in Australia, you wouldn't know the difference between uh, yeah. a South African and, uh, uh, you I know. I know. It, it's, it's weird. Honestly, and I think it's, I, raising my kids here, I'm really giving them something. Mm. Mm. Yeah, 100% sure. Unfortunately, yeah. they might not appreciate it enough until they go back to Australia or yeah. they go back to somewhere uh, where you're put on the blinders, the you yeah. know the, the the horse racing blinders. And I think, and I say, I used to say that that was just about Australia. You know that you go back and people are very one-minded, mm. and mm. well, it doesn't matter what's really happening on the international news because no. it doesn't affect us here. You know things like that. And I used to think, oh wow, that's a very one-minded way of being. Yeah. But I don't think it's truly just an Australian thing. I think it's typical of everyone everywhere. Everywhere. If I go to Sri and Lanka... Dubai is a big melting pot. We are forced to know about exactly. other people yeah. and what's and, going and on. And if you just take the time to listen, someone yeah. you'd complain about Australian laws, uh, precedents that are going to affect you and possibly me. Yes. I And I would talk about Sri Lanka, etc., etc. Like talking to Tony B. Graham about American politics and how much people talk about it and it angers me because it's taking a lot of time and energy from people like Sri Lankans, Pakistanis, Indians who don't know about their own country but they're bitching about Trump and his... Yeah, I'm like, guys, you don't know about your own country. Why are you not involved in what's happening in your own country? Exactly, so... I don't know and I think too... I never left here because I always had a good job here. Yeah. I always had great job security here. Yep. Uh, the downside of here is that when I had children, yep. I lost my job. Okay. I was not permitted to do my job as a mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that certainly to me is perhaps an area where they need to develop further. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It'll, it, it's coming and uh, yeah. the change has already started like that. But for me, that was a big disappointing thing mm. that I had flown for 14 years and I had a so-called career in it. Yeah. But then I was denied that simply for the fact that I was procreating. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's something that's, that's, that's uh, that to me was not. Yeah, that that to me is is you know that's what maybe it's a big no no. 
Yeah. Clearly. But uh, honestly, this region, see, UAE is, in my opinion, and not because I sit in the country, but it is the number one country in this region because oh, they learn quickly. Yes. Look at the other countries. Look at Sa- my mom's in Saudi right now. She's, she's saying it's completely backward. Really? It's completely, and I'm not even talking about women's rights and women can drive now. She's like everyone. <laughs> it's not the women. It's not the men. It's not the Saudis. It's not the expat. She's like everyone is backward over there. It's completely Shame. ridiculous. Wow. Qatar is having their own problems. Kuwait yes, is having yeah. their own. UAE is the oh, only yeah, one definitely. who can proudly. I think proudly... things are changing here. Yeah. But yeah, that that to me was a big. That's one of the reasons why I would leave here now. Yeah. Because. As a as a mum, yeah, and as someone who wants to be in aviation, yeah, and and I never wanted to leave flying. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I really loved it. Yeah. I breathed it. Wow! But uh, seriously, I, um, I'm one of those cabin crew who just loves oh, being cabin crew. It's one of those. Cre- you're yeah. like this woman is awesome, I'm and like, I don't know why. Yeah, you? exactly. Yeah, I genuinely <laughs> love the job, and and that to me was very very difficult to handle. Hmm. I'm still applying for flying jobs now. Oh, but. They, they, so it's, it's now it's the age. Yeah, and they don't want you in their. Company no, it's the same. Like, uh, like you said, apart from the procreation part, uh, yeah. there are certain jobs you can't do in the UAE. You can't be, a, a, I don't know, a, an umbrella salesman. It's a bad job. So there are some jobs which are just yeah. not, uh, you know, no, accustomed to the region that you are. That's another thing too. So then I looked at. I thought, well, okay, hospitality, blah blah. Mm. I don't know what possessed me. One day I applied for a job at a hotel. And and the guy called back because I sent, you know, my CV, whatever. This guy called me and it was from one of the larger hotel groups. And when he heard my voice, he went, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Australia. And I was talking about myself and I said, oh, I've been cabin crew for, you know, 15 years on and off. What, what job are you applying for? And <laughs> I was applying confused. for like, you know, front of house. or what. Yeah. He went, no. And I was like, well, why? He went, no. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, he goes. Do you know how much we pay people? Uh, okay. And then he told me, and I went, what? <laughs> like, you and know. then you went, no. No. <laughs> no. So you see, even in that sense, and that's that's where those that's where yeah. the, the race stuff comes in as well. Yeah. It's like I would be even excluded from applying. Because yeah, like from they're never the, going to pay me what I would expect to want to get paid yeah. to do that job. Forget expect, deserve. Well, exactly. Because you're experienced. But yeah. I think that anyone would deserve to get paid more than that. Oh, and that's what always comes totally, into play. Here. Yeah, that's a completely different yeah, conversation. Salary ranges. Yeah, yeah, that's completely different. This is the different. reason, though, because I, um, I couldn't get back into flying. Mm. Uh, I was started doing stand-up comedy. A mm-hmm. bit on the side, and mm-hmm. I started doing improv and then improv theater, and I was doing all sorts of stuff. So I sort of fell into I've always had an interest in acting, and I'd done acting courses and bits and bobs, but because I was always flying, I couldn't commit regularly to a theater. Um, so, in, in one way, it helped me that I was no longer flying. I started acting, and then through doing improv, things like that, I started uh, to do what we call corporate acting or corporate mm. role playing, business role playing. And that is where you assist as an actor um, within a corporate training program. Yep. So I do a lot of work in leadership development, emotional intelligence, that sort of stuff. So that's my only source of income now, really, mm-hmm. where I can get paid. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's how I fell into doing that. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing that and I was working with a client one day and they said, oh, 
oh, so you're, you're a speaker. I said, oh, I do comedy. I do some stand-up comedy. She goes, oh, could you MC an event for me? Yeah. I, I didn't know. I said, what? well, yeah. okay. Because as you do when you're sitting in front of a client and they ask you to do something. You always say yes. Well, I don't know what it. kind of clients you're talking about. <laughs> but I always say yes. Yeah, yeah, he always says yes. So yeah, you and you. So, well, you have to have that sort of can-do attitude. Yeah. And I went. Sure. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Of course, you know. Of course, I'll do that for you. I didn't say I'm amazing at it because I didn't know if I was or not. So then I did. I emceed an event. So basically, on and off since then, I've been emceeing events. I do a bit of corporate work. Yeah. I do a bit of this. I do. Is a bit there? Of that. Um, how how do people get in touch with you to? Um, for oh, you to I have host a, an event a website, or? which is www.bronwynburns.com. Okay. My main source of contact is I have a Facebook page, Bronwyn Burns MC Dubai. Don't worry, I'll put it in the show links. So oh, okay. most certainly people don't I'm on need Instagram. To. I post some stuff on Instagram. Yeah. I'm not a very good user of Instagram. Okay. People often get upset with me because they say I should be a better user of Instagram. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know how it is the best ways to reach see, people. See, there's no such thing as a good user of Instagram. I mean, well, people are posting thousand pictures every day. It doesn't mean you're a good user. It just again, like I say, I think psychopath. it's all pretty amazing. Yeah. Because when I came to Dubai, there was it's no mobile enough, yeah. phones. There was no internet. There was nothing. There yeah. was nothing. Yeah. We communicated by written letter. Mm. I applied for the job by a written letter that went in the post box. <laughs> Yeah, match. we used to put it in the red post box near Mansoor's video. We still video. do. We have one in my house at the Choi Chumana Wassel Road. You know the old I don't even think anyone picks mail up. Come on. It's 2019. <laughs> this do. is to satisfy you guys. They absolutely do. Yeah, and the Choi Chum still sell postage Jeez. stamps. And I sent oh. people Christmas cards in Australia and they oh. got them. This must be a BBs. way advanced Choi Chum. And my kids use it as other. a prop because I use it as a prop to post the letters to Santa. Oh, so some guy in the Emirates post out there is receiving letters. <laughs> has a job to do no, thanks no. to you. And then he has to deliver them. So, yeah. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, so you can catch me. I'm on Facebook as well. I'm on Instagram. No worries, I'll put I'm the I'm around. Tags. I do a bit of radio stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes work with Dubai Eye doing some some news analysis, that sort of stuff, which Let's I hope find you get on the radio soon. You got the voice for it. Well, yes. That's Thank not you. a backhanded compliment, by the way. That's, <laughs> no, that's not. Don't, don't, don't put. I like put me talking. On that. Yeah, that's got to be one. And that's why this episode so long, <laughs> I think. But anyway, on that note, baby. But did we talk about what we were meant to talk? Yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. We <laughs> you did. Sure? Don't worry about it. Yeah, we we'll probably have you back. I, I like the first part actually, the spanking kids. I mean, not in that connotation, but yeah, just the it was chit-chat. better than everything yeah. else. But yeah, thanks, Bibi, for having you on. No worries. Thank you, Rishi. Thanks, uh, Bob. See you later. Good to see you both. Have a good day. Pew, pew, Bye. Pew. Mutton shawarma. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. Follow the Hangout with Rushdie on Facebook. Like, comment and share. See you next week.